Alright, what's up everybody? Well, don't don't know where to go, what to do. This uh welcome to Panic Attack with Big John. Another nightly podcast and good old time. Big old time. Like, share, subscribe, comment. Follow me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore big John to lay things out for a little bit here. There's new information about the documents that were seized from the um, from Mar-a-Lago. The judge made a new ruling in that case. Carl Rove has an opinion on how Republicans can win the midterms. I agree but disagree. Media is pushing the narrative that Trump MAGA Republicans will get violent. So I'm going to remind you of 10 times the Democrats encouraged violence against Trump supporters. And then we have some new possibly fake polling in the Herschel Walker race in the great state of Georgia, which is one we need to win. We have better leader. If we have better, I mean, let me say it again. If we had better Republican leadership in the Senate, we would be winning. Duh. Let me light one up and get back to you. So, here goes something. Trump's attorneys, right, asked for a special master in the FBI search for classified information at Mar-a-Lago. Because the search warrants that the FBI is getting are so broad. They could be for anything and they can search anywhere in the house. So, U.S. District Judge Eileen Cannon on Thursday denied the Department of Justice's request for a partial stay on her ruling that enjoyed the FBI from using roughly 100 documents seized from Mar-a-Lago with classified markings in its ongoing criminal investigation of Donald Trump and mandated they be handed over to the special master for review. Oh gosh, the government has to follow the laws. So, by the way, Cannon is a Bill Clinton appointee. 
Cannon has also appointed Raymond Deary, Senior District Judge for the Eastern District of New York as Special Master. In a filing last week that amounted to a line-by-line rebuke of Cannon's ruling, judges don't like it when you rebuke their rulings, the DOJ prosecutors wrote that they would seek intervention from the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals if she declined to act on their request for a partial stay by the end of Thursday. So she has acted. Now, obviously they're going to disagree with her action, and we'll see where that goes. Will they go to the 11th District Court of Appeals? I have a feeling that's a very liberal district. The prosecutor cited potential for irreparable harm to national security. Let me just get this straight. Donald Trump's been out of office for two years, and right before very important midterm elections, where where Republicans are set to take the Senate and House of Representatives, the Department of Justice just now decides that, oh, hey, those papers that somebody packed up and sent home with Donald Trump uh, may contain vital information to national security. No, what they want to do is indict Trump before the midterm elections. They want to have a, a perp walk like they did with Steve Bannon a few days ago. They want to drag everybody related with Trump through the mud to send a message, don't come after the government. We rule the people. The people do not rule over us. And this little old document called the Constitution kind of says that it's supposed to be the other way around. That the peeps control the government. The governed tell the government what to do, not vice versa. Okay? So, my theory is, they see the red tsunami coming, the huge Republican victories, and they're thinking, shit, we gotta make sure Trump cannot run in 2024. They're already starting to bury Ron DeSantis. He's been doing something. He's been having a lot of fun lately. But they're already starting to attack him. Old Carl Rove. Now I say, in certain ways, we do need to follow the Carl Rove roadmap to success uh, which is get your base out get your base out get your base out the last 72 hours of the campaign in a national election and this is a, a national election made up of many small elections but a national election no less 
we have to get the Republican base out. MAGA, if you will. Rove says, Democrats are in trouble if Republicans make the midterms a referendum on Biden. That much are true. But, but, boot, they have to come up with a positive message. You can only complain yourself to victory so long. Then you have to give people a reason to vote for you. I, I, I don't know, she could have been a, a bullshitter, but I had a lady call me one time when I was in college Republicans, and she said, well, why should I vote for George W. Bush? I don't know why she called, if she was really looking for reasons to vote for Bush, or if she was That's how you, that, that's how, yep, but 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 sorry, Joe Biden moment. That's how people used to troll you. Before you could fake, uh, make a fake account, on the, fake account on the internet, you used to actually have to pick up a, a telephone and, and dial numbers on a phone that was plugged into a wall. And that would ring another phone that was plugged into a wall. It's unbelievable how we lived through those savage medieval times. But, you know, people would call you up and try to get you to say things to make you look bad. So, I, I don't know. Anyways, this woman called me and said, you know, well, tell me why I should vote for uh, George W. Bush and this, that, and blah, blah, woof, woof. And I said, well, you know, John Kerry or whoever he's running, it's Al Gore is this and that and the other thing. And, uh, you know, called him every, didn't call him every name in the book, but say he was a, a bad, bad person. And she says, okay, you've told me why I shouldn't vote for, it was either Al Gore or John Kerry, uh, why I shouldn't vote for them, but you haven't told me why I should vote for George W. Bush. And I'm like, uh... Because I didn't have a positive message. And that's the only things that, you know, Bush and uh, Cheney and Rove focused on. If you want to get the independent voters, you've got to have a message. You've got to have a positive message. Now, there's been all sorts of types of rumors. And I had it on my other computer, uh, well, the computer my uh my mom's house because I was babysitting her dog today yes her dog needs a babysitter we're animal lovers okay not all Republicans are evil animal torturers actually none of us are so I pulled up this article, and I think the AP uh, changed the article because I found one with a similar headline. It looked a little familiar, but as the clicks go, and as the responses to the article goes, and as they get caught lying, 
or misrepresenting or misinforming newspapers, uh, journalists, magazines will change their stories. But basically this headline said that read that Trump said his supporters would riot if he were arrested. Now I can't find the article. So I searched it. I went to APnews.com. Can't find anything like it. In fact, uh, the only ones I have found that were really close to that are a few years old. Nonetheless, we're not going to be violent. We're not. Vi Trump, Trump supporters getting violent. January 6th was the one and only day that you can say we acted a foolish and it, there were a lot of Antifa, FBI, what are those, uh, agents, provocateur, involved in inciting Trumpers to go buck wild. There were Capitol Police holding open the doors and pulling the barricades back for them to run through. Now... That being said, not to mention the the uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots of 2020, Here are 10 times that, I, I don't even know if I was just talking or what I was doing. I was daydreaming. Uh, here are 10 times that Democrats called for violence against Trump supporters. I don't know if this includes the one where they were in Seattle, uh, or Portland, and somebody said, hey, here's a MAGA supporter, and another little asshole pulled out a gun and shot him right in the chest. Guy was just standing there, wearing a, a MAGA hat and a Trump t-shirt, and they shot him. Here's a MAGA supporter. Boom, boom. Yeah, peace-loving liberals. Ten times, Democrats urged violence against Trump and his supporters. Many of these same Democrats blame Trump for the Capitol riot and have, have for years called for violence against those who believe differently than they do. While Democrat politicians and corporate media blame President Trump for the mob riot at the Capitol Wednesday, so this is an old article about January 6th, saying his rhetoric incited violence, many of these same law, lawmakers and bureaucrats have for years called for violence and physical action against those who believe differently than they do. So I guess they're not going to list this top 10 style. They're going to make me do a little work here. So let's go. 
Where's the first quote, quotient, quotation? Hate to break it to you, but if Trump had won, there would have been violence on Wednesday, and it most certainly would have come, would have been worse. How do I know? Because Democrats have been endorsing violence for a political tactic throughout the Trump administration. Tom Elliott. In an extensive thread, Elliott outlined examples of Democrat politicians and other leftists advocating for violence in response to conservatives. In 2018, Democrat Rep. Ted Louie of California said on MSNBC, if Trump fired special counsel Robert Mueller, there would be a widespread civil unrest as people would take to the streets. Similarly, former National Intelligence, uh, Director of National Intelligence, James Clapper, agreed if Trump fired Mueller, it would set off a firestorm, not only on the Hill, but in the streets. James Clapper echoed Louis and many other Democrats saying, Trump firing Mueller would result in a firestorm in the streets. The same year, Cory Booker urged people to answer a call to action to protest at the Capitol. Oh, no. Please get up in the face of some Congress people, Booker said at a conference. Failed Democrat candidate, presidential candidate, <laughs> failure period. Hillary Clinton said, Civility was only an option if Democrats controlled the legislative branch. We can't be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what we stand for and what we care for. Dis we destroy it, though, legally through voting, through legislation, through proper interpretation of the Constitution. Hillary Clinton wants to encourage political violence. Specifically, you can't be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what we stand for. Former U.S. Attorney General er er uh, encouraged a group of liberal activists to fight back. A sentiment that was met with applause and laughter. Michelle Obama says, pardon me, quote here, this is quote, Michelle Obama always says, when they go low, we go high. Holder began, no, no, no. When they go low, we kick them. When have we gone low? When? I don't remember going low. I'm a, no, I, I remember saying a lot of laws should be enforced. I remember thinking that the Constitution should be enforced. Uh, but I don't remember going low. See, Democrats' idea of going low is interpreting and enforcing laws and stating facts. 
Democrats want to make laws and words be emotional and have feelings. Well, that hurts my feelings. That law, that rule, that constitution makes me feel bad. Fuck your feelings. 2019, Rep. Joaquin Castro said Democrats would fight Trump and challenge him at every in every way we can in the Congress, the courts, and the streets and protests if he declared a national emergency and shut down the government. 2019, Trump was considering declaring a national emergency over the then government shutdown. Fight them in the streets. Shortly after claiming God is on our side, Rep. Maxine Waters of California urged activists to physically confront the Trump administration in public places, which they did. They did it to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. They did it to Ted Cruz. Uh, Here's a restaurant full of hundreds of people. One Republican, Ted Cruz, and his family are in there eating. And these Democrats start a march and start carrying on, marching around Cruz's table, disrupting hundreds of people's dinners, pardon me, because Maxine Waters, Hillary Clinton, Eric Holder, and many others said, get in their faces. This is what Maxine Waters said, you got to get out, create a crowd. Push back on them. Tell them they are not welcome anymore or anywhere. Why not, Maxine? I thought the whole civil rights movement and one of my heroes, Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King, said we should all be equal. It's not very nice, Maxine. More recently, Speaker Pelosi said that in politics, quote, when you're in the area, you have to be ready to take a punch and you have to be ready to throw a punch for the children. I love this way that the way that these Democrats and politicians, they always, we're fighting for the children. We're doing it for the children. Let's do it for the children. Alright, knuckle up, guard your grill, they're fighting for the children. Silliness. You know, these memes going around with uh, Biden with his fists clenched, they're not really clenched in anger or violence. That's his pumping his fist. But the meme where it's Hitler doing the ah, next to Joe Biden doing the ah, fist pump thing. That's true. That's that's a way that both of the, those nuts expressed, uh, emphasized a point. Usually a point of anger or contentment. And you can't compare anybody to the 
the evil, the one of the antichrists, I believe, that was Adolf Hitler. But when Joe Biden's pumping his fist, whatever the hell he does, however he does it, like Cornholio, he's doing that to dr like drive home a point. It's not necessarily him putting his old dukes up to punch someone out. But nonetheless, even when you don't take the Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots into consideration, the Democrats have spent many, many, much more time encouraging violence against Republicans, outright saying it. Donald Trump said we gotta fight for our, fight like hell for our rights. Democrats are just saying fight like hell because we hate them. So, I've talked a little, a lot of it about polling and polling in the midterm election and how it can be used for good and for evil. Uh, some polls here, or at least they're in the headlines about the Herschel Walker Senate race. I'm going to look at this real quick and explain some things to you. But this is why we have to vote like hell. Because we got to take the House and the Senate. and it alarmed me. And then I looked at where the, the polling came from and it was Quinnipiac. Uh, and this is a poll in the Herschel Walker race. Uh, I listened to Herschel talk and he's far from a polished politician. But he's a good man. I've never heard anything bad about the guy. And well, he, he, he played football in the you know, cocaine-fueled 80s and 90s of the NFL when steroids were still basically legal. And you never heard anything bad about Herschel Walker. Nonetheless, Herschel's a friend of Donald Trump, so he's, a, a, what do they say, the black face of white supremacy? That's what they call black guys that support Donald Trump. The black face of white supremacy. If they only knew what true racism and white supremacy was. But anyways. I read about it in the same history book that most people did. And, and I can't fathom. And it would piss me off severely. It did piss me off severely. To this day, the time my friend and I asked a, a principal at a, a local high school uh, where the concession stand was and he said it's over there but he needs to go back to his locker room 
because we don't like black people wandering around our school. And this was in Ohio in late 1990 or early 91. Uh, so yeah, I've seen real racism and it does exist individually, but not on the systemic scale that they want to portray it. That has nothing to do with this article, but anyways, just a story I thought I'd throw in there. Old Hirsch, Herschel Walker, uh, Quinnipiac says he's behind... Uh, 52% to 46 in his race against uh, War Warnock. Well, I looked over here because that was troubling. And Quinnipiac says that there is a double-digit lead for Warnock uh, with independent voters. Looking at these polls... So Quinnipiac's poll had uh, 1,287 likely voters. It has Warnock plus six. There are three other polls uh, from a little bit before that that showed uh, samples of 550, 600, 1,079. The margin of error in the 1,079 is... Uh, 2.9%. The margin of error in the Quinnipiac is 2.7. Uh, the margin of error in the 550 poll is 4.2 and 3.9 in the 600 person poll. The fewer, the smaller the sample size, the the larger the number uh, margin of error is going to be. But all right, so we have. Quinnipiac saying Warnock is plus six. Then we have Insider uh, something. Insider a AVD, Insider Advantage, something like that. Uh, saying that Walker is plus three. Emerson, another good polling company, has Walker plus two. And Trag... Uh, Trag... <laughs> Traflagger, pardon me, Traflogger, however they say it, is Walker plus one. So, real clear politics is calling it a statistical dead heat. What they want you to do is, with some of these pollings and some of these headlines, is think, well, he can't win just stay home on election day, just don't go out and vote. And of course, if they get Trump indicted or behind bars in some way, shape or form, they think that will cause major low MAGA turnout, which it will not. It will only fuel the fire. Trump saw a boost in his popularity after the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago. There have been so many times throughout history when 
conspiracy theories become fact that the American people trust the FBI and the government less and less. Insiders at the FBI itself trust their leadership less and less than they ever have before. So, add all that up and we see there's some real clear shady politics going on here. Polling is being skewed. I remember in the latter days of the Cary Lake race in Arizona, her opponent on excuse me, election night, was saying, yep, yep, this this turnout, this vote shows exactly what the polls, our polling said, and we're going to win. There's no cat path to victory for Carrie Lake. She's already starting to complain that she was cheated and robbed. Carrie Lake came out and gave a very nice speech, said, no, the, the voting, the turnout, the exit polling, uh, these results are going exactly according to what our internal polling said. She called her opponent a liar. And a few days later, I don't know why it takes days in Arizona and some of these western states, but the Carrie Lake was declared the clear-cut winner. In fact, this night, this night... The overnight vote counts changed heavily into Carrie Lake's favor. So don't let these polls that say this MAGA person, Mehmet, like Mehmet Oz, Herschel Walker, all these other ones, don't let this fool you into thinking these people are falling behind or they're losing. Uh, we might as well just stay home. Even if they indict Donald Trump, we have to, and it'll be a fake indictment, it'll be a hoax, but we have to keep the fight alive. We have to vote like hell, peacefully show up at the polls on election day with our voter IDs, our driver's license, our whatever is permissible as identification where you live and you gotta vote like hell that's how we win peacefully politely intelligently because America and the world is on our shoulders we bear the weight of the future of the greatest hope for man on earth. So God bless you. Pray for one another. Vote like hell. And I'll see you next panic attack with Big John.